Hey, ladies and boys and girls, Mel Hubbard here for your Elon Daily this Wednesday, June 5th. That's right, Wednesday, June 5th. Let's be very clear about that. What shall we talk about today? So many things to talk about. But let's uh, start off with the Chinese Gigafactory, shall we? You can go online now, Tesserati Electric and the others, and you can see sort of the latest pics and videos of this factory. And it has been kind of the most stunning thing that Tesla has been doing in recent times to see how quickly this thing is being built. And I guess we can't really say that it's Tesla that's done it. It's China plus Tesla. And so this thing is now at the stage where it looks like they're starting to build the guts of the thing, that they've got lots of uh, things out there like uh, cranes and the such, and they're bringing stuff into the center. And so they've said that they're going to start building cars here in six to 10 months. So they did their big reveal. Here's the car. Here's the price in China. And we'll start taking orders in six to 12 months or still not taking orders. We'll start creating cars in six to 12 months. Well, Again, I think because of the speed that this is occurring, the fact that they are building this thing 24-7, that we could see cars coming out of here, I think, in as early as four months. And I wonder if this might be sort of a new thing for Tesla, where they start to under-promise and over-deliver. I actually think that that would be a very positive thing, if just like very specifically for some things that they think they can control pretty well, to do that. Because Tesla now just has this ridiculous reputation of always over-promising and just missing targets by so much because Elon wants to push the team so far that maybe maybe a little under-promising at this point would be a good idea. And uh, let's also talk about the Mac. I know many of you are not Mac users, but I just want to go to one fact. I was just watching the reveal for the new Mac Pro yesterday. And you know, the new Mac Pro is like this thing that is built really for pros. It's got lots of graphics cards and you can put in all this stuff in there. And they say that it has a 1.4 kilowatt power supply. 1.4 kilowatts is a ridiculous amount of energy for a PC. That's like enough to smelt the aluminium to put it in there. That's like charging your Model 3 at about 7 miles an hour. I'm just saying it's crazy. And the price of this thing? This thing is going to be starting at six, but uh, come on. It's probably going to be more like $35,000, $40,000 when you load this thing up. And one of the things that Apple is getting really in trouble for is that there's a stand that they're selling for $1,000. I mean, really? <laughs> That's funny. You think Teslas are expensive? Oh, my gosh. Macs are expensive. Well, let's talk about the Tesla stock price. This is not Mac break daily or something like that. Tesla stock price has taken a beating, as you know, a beating in the last uh, 12 months. I think it's the worst performing NASDAQ 100 stock right now. And some think it's actually about to go on a positive upward tear. Now, I don't own any individual stock in Tesla. I really do not know about investing. I don't really have much interest in it. Yes, I have my 401ks and stuff, but sort of I dollar cost average those and I don't really look at them ever. So I don't have any individual stock. But some people out there are saying, look, Tesla is starting to look like Netflix in 2011. You've got this upstart with a new idea that's uh, had a bit of a shaky uh, times and its stock price has taken a hit. And yet the long-term prospects for this thing look pretty good if they can uh, do it well, if they can you know, make it happen. And Netflix went on an incredible tear from about 2011 on. So these experts, I don't know if they're really experts, but these people are saying that Tesla has got the feel of that right now. So like I say, I don't do this, but if you are an investor, maybe the time to start reading about this and doing it. I think that investing like this in single stocks, trying to time the market and stuff, is a little bit like gambling. Although it turns out that you can get very good at this 
kind of stuff if you practice and you really understand the companies. But the overwhelming majority of analysts and stuff simply do not. But if you like a bit of gambling and if you have a little extra money, there's nothing wrong with a bit of gambling. Now might be the time. It might be the time. Speaking of Apple, have you ever done one of those depressing things? And there's lots of websites dedicated to this going back in time, like 15 years ago. Instead of buying that MacBook 15 years ago for three or $4,000, if you had bought Apple stock, what would it be worth today? Don't do it. Don't do it. And now let's talk politics. Yeah, because you can never get in trouble talking about politics, can you? But you know what? The whole point of Tesla is to you know accelerate a renewable future, because if we don't, basically we're going to turn this planet into Venus. And none of us wants that to happen. None of us. Well, some people, some people pretend that global warming isn't occurring, but um, that's not really true, is it now? There's more evidence for the humans are creating a warming climate than there is that cigarettes cause lung cancer or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. So please... Please no, don't give me that. So what are people going to do about it? Well, we know what the Trump administration is going to do about it. Nothing. They're doubling down on coal and oil, and that's why, really, they need to go. But what are we doing about it? What are the other people doing about it? What are the other contenders? Let's talk about the Democratic contenders right now. So the big contenders are Beto O'Rourke, probably. You've got your Bernie Sanders. You've got your Biden, who they say is like out in the front. And you've got your Elizabeth Warren. Well, without going into all of their sort of climate plans... Everybody on the Democratic side is pretty much on the, uh, we really need to go full speed here. And so a number of their plans are still a little bit vague, but something like in the next 10 years, spending between 1.7, according to Biden, $2 trillion from Elizabeth Warren, and others are somewhere in there. And the basic idea is take some of those corporate tax credits that uh, came in through the Trump administration and basically repeal them and then use that money to do green things, to, to do incentives, to really like push this, push this like it's like the biggest thing that humanity has to deal with right now, which would kind of be the, the truth, as it were. One of the big issues you're going to see debated, and maybe a bit too much perhaps, is where does nuclear energy fit in there? So some people are being criticized because their plan includes nuclear energy as a bridge until we can really get batteries and storage to the place where we can basically use lots and lots of solar and wind. But we haven't got the big batteries yet, so we need to use something to bridge us, and we shouldn't be using gas, and we shouldn't be sequestrating the CO2 we're already putting out there. We should be using something like nuclear energy because it doesn't have any CO2 output. And for many of us, that's like, what? I thought nuclear is bad. Wasn't there this thing called Chernobyl and you know Fukushima, and this is bad? Well, there's some very, very smart people, very smart people that say, look, there's these new type of nuclear reactors that are salt-based, that are encapsulated within what sounds like giant brick boxes, that can run for about 50 years, and then when they run out of energy, you basically just leave them in the ground, and they shouldn't leak, and it should all be good, and you're not going to have that runaway effect, you're not going to have a meltdown. And normally that would be a bit too good to believe, but one of the real big backers of this stuff is uh, Bill Gates. So you can do a Google search, uh, Bill Gates, TED Talk, nuclear energy, and he describes some of the science there and why that's where he's putting a lot of research money into these things, into these salt-based nuclear energy. So you're going to hear a lot about those in the future. And so if you're interested in that, go check it out because there'll be a lot of discussion as we do what here in the States is an unbelievable long time of listening to politicians uh, tell us what they're going to do. The Democratic field is ridiculously large. I think it is 23 or 24 people. And that's to say nothing of the Green Party or the Libertarian Party or whether there's going to be anybody that is going to try and sort of run against Trump from his own party. But uh, to me, 
this podcast and Elon and what he is trying to do is all about fixing this problem. And I understand why some people just don't want to believe it. It is just too big. The fact that, you know, the very thing that has made us wealthy in the West and even brought so many people out of poverty throughout the world is the same thing that is now starting to destroy the planet. And that is the burning of fossil fuels. It is just sort of too big, too big to get your brain around. But we've got to get our brain around it. And it's very simple. Just follow the science. Follow the science and we've got to fix this. If we don't fix it, it is going to cost far more than if we do fix it. And there is tremendous opportunities here. Tremendous opportunities in technology and in jobs. So let's spin this in the positive, but we have got to get busy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Mel Herbert. The show is Elon Daily. It's part of the Talking Tesla Network. We can do this. We can fix this thing. Starting tomorrow. Out.